Startup Uncensored. The questions you have with the truths you need to hear. Now your host, Michael Dincio. All right, all right. Let's get into this. So uh, my name is Mike Dincio with Next Level Consultants, a founder of Next Level Consultants. You guys all know who I am, but this is another episode uh, of Dental Uncensored, Dental Startup Uncensored. Um, part of the Encore uh, series. So for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, the Encore series, the whole first season was about how to do a startup, literally from start to finish. Uh, we had 20-some uh, interviews. Uh, we started all the way at the top, uh, Vision, and worked our way through all the way to grand opening and opening day. And then we shut down season one, but uh, back by popular demand, I suppose, we started a an, an encore series, and this is part of that. So I'm super excited about uh, introducing this interview today because it's something that uh, us at Next Level utilize quite a bit and believe in, pretty passionate about. Um, so let's, without further ado, let's just get right into it. So I've got Paul Lowry on the other side of this uh, screen. H- how you doing, Paul? Nice doing to see great. your face. Yeah, yeah, good to see you. Paul is the co-founder of Dental Menu, and uh, it is a membership-based plan uh, program that helps doctors put a super smart and easy membership plan in place. Now, I know there's a lot of options out there in this department. Next Level definitely utilizes Dental Menu quite a bit, and so we can kind of get into some nitty-gritty, but but for a startup, since the, since the name of our podcast, Paul, is Startup Uncensored, we're going to focus on how to, you know, what is a membership plan and how to utilize it from, from a startup's perspective. But let's just time out and back up here. Paul, yeah. give us a two-minute who you are, what you do, and and I guess a, a two-minute elevator pitch, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... So yeah, we uh, Dental Menu is is a software platform that will enable you to create a menu of services that essentially you can sell to your uninsured patients, um, and that's what it does. It helps you. It will automate all the payments, keep track of the benefits with the eligibility, and connect when those are are eligible, and then connect those to the providers that do the services is is what the software does. But really, the benefit from the practice standpoint is you're Wait, trying don't, to get, don't steal, don't steal the thunder, oh, Paul. Oh, We're going to get into that. Okay. All right. <laughs> no, well, that's, what it is. that's what it is. <laughs> he, yeah. You, you, this is great. This is good. You're getting right into it. Let, let's right. actually start with that first question is what is a membership plan? I think a lot of people know, but let's just get the, the obvious out of the way. So a membership plan, you described it as uh, an option or, or uh, a convenient way to uh, basically get uninsured patients in the door, right? So, yeah. but maybe get a little bit more technical. Sure. So, I mean, if, if you're getting credentialed, you're, you're bringing on PPO insurances, but let's just look at dental insurance. Dental insurance isn't really insurance. It's a prepaid benefit, right? If you have dental insurance, a patient's getting an exam, they're getting a cleaning every six months, they're getting a set of annual x-rays, they're getting a, a discounted fee off your UCR. You know, you're probably going to write off 40% or so of your fee with insurance companies. And then there might be a thousand or $1,500 towards treatment. But let's say somebody's got a PPO plan. They come in, they have a $6,000 full mouth restoration because they went through cancer or something like that. 
it doesn't pay <laughs> like insurance would. It'll pay up to $1,500 and they have all their little workarounds. The problem is, is, is outside of insurance, about 50% of the U.S. population does not have dental insurance. And so a membership plan, we can't call it insurance because it's not, but you're able to offer similar services in a membership style plan to keep them active and connected to your practice. Um, so, you know, if typical patients that don't have dental insurance, they wait until something hurts and then they come in and you do treatment on them and then they go out the back door. One, one of the scenarios I like to use, I, at least for me, is a good visual. If you think about a caveman and you think about how he gets his food, right? I mean, he looks for an animal, he chases after him, he hits it over the head, he cleans it, he comes back, he cooks it up. Um, and, and then after that, he's good until the next day or two. And then what does he have to do? He's got to go find it again. Um, Scott Martineau with Infusionsoft kind of came up with that. So, so what's the most important invention or what's most impactful for the caveman? You know, is it fire? Is it the wheel? What is it? Refrigerator. Refrigerator? No. <laughs> no, refrigerator. Close. To store the, store the meat. But no, did I steal your thunder? Go. What's your no, most like there's no, come on, Mike. There's no bridges <laughs> in caveman I'm, times. Hey, hey, you know. No, that well, was, what is it then? It's the fence. Because he oh. turned he turned into agriculture and he's raising his hogs and he's raising his cows and he's farming his corn and he's farming things. And then harvest is naturally timed. Keeping it sticky. Keeping, keeping it, it sticky. So to bring that back to dentistry, if you're constantly chasing treatment and, and relying on emergency exams and all of those kinds of things, it gets really expensive. You know, you're going to dump a ton of money into the lead funnel just to get that that treatment. And then you're gonna have to go back to the top of the lead funnel again. But if you think of your hygiene department as farming and you can get consistent patients coming through hygiene, then the, the production is going to become natural because you're, you get hundreds of patients visiting you regularly for preventive care, exams, cleaning, x-rays, then the treatment is going to come naturally. They're going to know, like, and trust you versus forcing, you know, like, oh crap, we got to make payroll. If I don't get 15,000 this month more in treatment. I messed. Like, what do I do? I can't make my payments. That's not fun. And so mm -hmm. the problem with, you know, dental insurance acts as a fence, right? It gives them a prepaid benefit. It gives them a reason to pre-appoint and to come back. It helps them accept treatment. What about your, your holy grail of your fee-for-service patients that everybody wants more of? What are you doing for them? What kind of fence did you create for them to be able to corral them and keep them into your practice so you can grow that side of your business? That's what your membership plan should be doing. I I love that fence analogy. I'm going to use that. Okay, can I use yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, do it. That's so that's so good because um, I always say like everybody has a, a something that they are loyal to. Yeah, like I try. You know, at next level, we've got clients all over the country. I think last time I checked, we're at 13 states. So I'm traveling a lot. So I'm yeah. loyal to one particular airline, maybe two, if, if the one airline is not getting it done. Yeah. But I'm really loyal to Marriott, right? Mm -hmm. Just because they're everywhere. It, they've got a decent rewards program. I know what that looks like, you know? So yeah. every Costco is another option. Starbucks, yeah. we, we've all got the Starbucks app on our phones. That membership makes you feel sticky and so what you just described as the fence is what i call yeah. you're, you're trying to create that loyalty 
in, in your patient base. And this is probably, it's probably the best way to do that yeah. other than just customer experience, but sure. This, this is a, a way to, to create uh, loyalty from a financial perspective, not just a customer relationship feeling. So if you're doing sure. both, gosh, you're, you're nailing it. So, okay. So I Wait, love I mean, that. I, okay. So yeah, I do want to bring up, I mean, you brought up Costco and stuff. So everyone knows the best patient, you know, best way to grow practice is referrals, referrals, referrals. And it's crazy because if you analyze what products you re actively refer, I know a ton of dentists and there's very few times where I go out of my way. And I know a lot of good dentists, but I don't actively go out of my way so much to, to refer. I'm still very reactive. Like if you came and you're like, Hey, Paul, I'm moving to this city. Do you know any dentists? Well, sure. I'll refer somebody to you, but I don't, I don't go out of my way. Whereas if you mm -hmm. can get patients to be passionate about something, you know, I always refer to raving fans. You no, know? I mean, yeah. Raving how are you going to get them? Mm -hmm. So, so when you don't, when you have a good membership program, it's a lot easier to refer and say, oh, hey, you're self-employed. You don't have dental insurance. So I go here, I get this great deal. I get these rewards. This is really helpful for me. It's a lot easier to facilitate a referral because you're referring a specific way to access care versus just, you know, hey, you should go to this dentist. Well, what does it cost? I don't know. Just make an appointment and show up and like, I don't know if it's hundreds of dollars. I don't know, but just call him. He's awesome. You know, it's like yeah. very vague it's harder to refer it's a good it's a good way of putting it. i it, folks uh, for those of you that follow the podcast and and listen to the last encore episode we, we talked about ground marketing and and the membership plan was was a way that you could approach small businesses to utilize a membership plan so uh we talked a lot about that but one, one thing that my startups i, I challenge them to do is to think outside the box and do what other dentists aren't doing in the area. I, I before we kind of get to like how to utilize this, let's talk about first. So I'm jumping the gun. Let's let's start let's start up first with how to set it up. Because yeah. setting it up, I think there's a lot of pitfalls in how to set it up. Yeah. You know, there's so many different companies that 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 do these membership plans. But what I like about your company is that you advise them uh, on how to set it up properly and, and we align there. So wh what's the best way to set this, this program up? I mean, you could do it in-house and we could talk about that pitfall later. Sure. But go ahead, take it from there. What's the best way to set that up? So I mean, the, the best way is, is think about your patients, think about what services do they need on a regular basis, exams, cleanings, x-rays, maybe fluoride, access to emergency service, nitrous, things like that. So list what you think patients need from a preventive standpoint on a regular basis, and then put those in one column in a spreadsheet. And then in the other column next to it, list your UCRs. And then in the third column, list what you actually want to be paid when you, when you do those services. So, you know, your average PPO insurance is going to pay you, I don't know, $80 for a cleaning. Well, you, you need to determine what do you actually want to be paid for services that are included in your membership plan. And that's where people, too many, too many doctors, they just throw darts like, why well, 24, you know, and it's like, well, okay, I, is that profitable? You making money, you're not making money. So once you do that, just for simplicity reasons, if you needed $60 for a cleaning um, every six months and you wanted, you know, $60 for an exam, 
and you wanted $60 for x-rays and they're going to me every six months, you'd have to charge $30 a month, you know, 30 times six, that's 180. That's what you'd get paid when those services are, are essentially rendered. So that's the best way to set it up as well as thinking about, is there additional services that patients would want to customize their plans? If you think of pricing, if you take a swath of a hundred patients and we did this, you throw, it doesn't matter what the price point is. Let's say you take a hundred patients, you say $30, you're going to have a percentage of them that say, well, that's too expensive. And you're going to have a percentage of them that say, well, I would have spent more and, you know, everywhere in between. And so you want to have a few different price points so that you can really service a wide range of patients. And if you have a lot of our offices, they'll do like a premium upgrade for 20 or 30 bucks a month that includes nitrous, emergency exams, fluoride, access to pano and comb beam, um, things like this, bleaching, those kinds of things. And there's about a third of patients that'll buy that premium upgrade. Now you're getting another 20 bucks a month from those patients, but you didn't price out your other, other 80%. Um, but so the best thing to do is, is think about the services. If you've already started your practice, one of the things I implore you to do is get your team involved with the setup. Sit down with your front desk, sit down with your hygienist and ask them like, hey, what do patients need? Most hygienists will say, well, they, some of them need perio maintenance. How are we going to have them access perio maintenance? And then you'll, you'll create you know, a perio plan. But if your hygienist suggested it, she's going to be a lot more inclined to support it. So get your team involved. There's nothing magical. It's more, here's the services that we offer. Here's what we do well. And let's create some sort of a residual recurring revenue so they can access those services in an affordable way. Um, I love that. I love that advice, Paul, of getting them involved. You always want to manage with transparency. I, it's shocking to me when we walk into practices as consultants and the doctor is so fearful of sharing with their team. Yeah. I have no idea why it's like, it, these aren't secrets, like eat, yeah. how much money we made, what, you know, how many new patients, uh, how much things cost. Um, it, yeah. this is, this is important stuff for the whole team to know. And, and so, yeah, I love the incorporating them because, you know, as consultants, we come in and we tell people what to do. Yeah. Nobody's going to listen. Yeah can't come in and tell you what to do. You're going to be like, Oh no. God, this is just another consultant. Right. Yeah. But if I came in and said, okay, folks, here's our problem. <laughs> you guys yeah. are doing it this way. You know, here's the breakdown. What are some ideas? Yeah. <laughs> I know yeah. what the idea, I, I know what the answers are. I, oh, I, I know sure. exactly what they should do, but, but yeah. uh, when they come up with the solution, it's their idea. So I love that suggestion. Yeah. Um, when we when we do our onboarding meetings, if the doctor and a team member are there, those offices do the best. Mm, you know, mm, because because if your front desk isn't behind it, she hates it for whatever reason. She thinks it's not the best deal. I had one, we had one where we set up and and they didn't sell anybody. They didn't sell anybody. They didn't sell anybody. So I went in there and was like, hey, what is going on? And the the back office, the hygienist was like, well, I just don't think this is a very good deal for the patient. So you know, it's a better deal for them to go and get this, this discount insurance plan than to buy our own membership plan. It's like, well, okay, well, that's a, that's a real issue. Let's, let's talk about that. Let's fix that. You know, if they don't think it's a good value for whatever reason, patients are going to trust that. Yeah. They're not going to sell it. Yeah. Okay. So now that we just taught them how to set it up themselves and not use your service, Paul, because they could do that. 
Yeah, sure. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Here's how you price it. This is how you manage it. Get your team involved. A lot of doctors do that, by the way. So let's talk about some pitfalls because I do not, I'll repeat, I do not suggest you manage this stuff in-house. Yeah. Um, so let's talk why. Um, yeah. Paul, I'm sure you get that a lot. Like, why wouldn't I just come up with $450 an annual, annual fee and manage this in-house? Why, why do I need you? Why do I cut you in, right? Yeah. Yep. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I usually tell, tell people, yeah, if all you're going to do is offer a really simple plan that you're mainly using as a discount on services, it goes back to that fence analogy, right? If what we see with the do it yourself for plans is most of them are sold on treatment acceptance. Hey, Mike, you got a treatment plan for four grand. We can give you 20% off your treatment. If you sign up for in-house plan, it's $350. And you're like, okay, yeah, let's do it. And you sign up. But we looked at 250,000 patients across several offices. They all had membership plans. And we looked at new patients that came through the practice. We fast forwarded five years to see how many of them were still active in the practice. Only 12% of uninsured patients were still active in the practices that had been generated after five years. These guys all what? had do-it-yourself membership plans. <laughs> yes. This was before okay, we wait. started a dental menu. This okay, wait, what is it today? Menu. What is it today in comparison with dental menu? With dental menu? I don't know. We haven't even run it. We should run it on those same practices. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can't yeah. throw that out. You can't yeah, throw that we gotta, out. We got to run that and see. To, see to be doing. continued. Okay, yeah. so so where did they mess up? Was it that they only offered annual fees and not a monthly fee? Did they like... So annual fees are really tough. What happens is patients buy them. So, you know, let's, let's say me and my wife and three kids, let's say it's a thousand dollars to sign up for the membership plan. I can tell you right now that I'll sign up for one year, but when I'm due for renewal, I don't go back right at day 366. I don't want to come up with another thousand dollars. Nothing hurts. I'm fine. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. whenever we've analyzed the annual plans, there's big lapses in renewals. And mm -hmm. when you, when, when team members are honest, we're like, Hey, tell us about the renewal process. None of them reach out. No front desk is going to proactively call to try to renew a membership plan. They're going to mm -hmm. wait until that patient comes back in. They'll be like, hey, Mike, your membership plan lapsed. You need to re-sign up. Okay, you know, I'll do it. Um, so annual is really bad that way. The other problem is there's no money left for treatment when you charge annually. If you charge me $1,200 and then you say my, my kids have $600 worth of work, it's like, well, I'm going to wait three, four, five That's... months because I'm out of money. And that no. And that's smart. I never even thought about that. You're competing against your treatment plans. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, so annual's really tough that way. If you present, we're, we're big on, we'll let the patient choose offer annual. Sure. But offer, offer monthly as well. Here's the other thing with annual versus monthly, the difference between 25 a month and 29 a month or 32 a month doesn't really affect sales, but the difference between $250 or $300 annually or $400 annually, it does affect sales. So you're actually able to make a lot more money on the monthlies than you would on the annuals. Interesting. Um, Psycho psychology. psychology. Yeah, for sure. Plus yeah. we live like most people, there's a reason why all, all other insurances, health insurance, auto insurance, dental insurance, they all charge monthly. Amazon, Netflix, like Everything you're doing in your life just about runs on monthly payments and people mm -hmm. are used to that. Um, mm -hmm. The challenge is the, so the annual payments, you get your money up front, 
And it's way easier to, to input that revenue into your ledger in the practice management software. So it, it is easier for the team and it's easier for the doctors to manage an annual payment. Um, when you move to monthly payments, you know, if you're not using a third, a third party service, you're, you're chasing all these monthly payments all the time. You're having to charge 200 different credit cards. Is it PCI compliant? Where do you store those things? I mean, it opens up all kinds of doors. Um, and then our competitors, a lot of them do a really good job on the monthly payments, like processing those each month, um, which we do as well. But where you really start to get mixed up is trying to track the benefit usage in your practice management software and accounting properly for those payments. So let me tell you what I mean by that, Mike. If you have 25 a month coming in, 25 a month, 25 a month for Mike Dinzio, but there's no services rendered that day, where in the heck do you put that that payment? Where does it go? What do you do with it? It's like, well, that, that, <laughs> so that's, every, of, that's every front office's nightmare with a, with a membership plan. Correct. Yeah. So and, our, and, and being responsible for collecting it. I mean, that's problem being, one. Yes. And problem two is, is how do I post it? How am I reconciling all of this? Yep. Yep. Exactly right. So we, we really help a lot with the back end with our reports. One of the things that's really that we do that's different than anybody else is you walk that patient out in your practice management software. Um, we do have integrations with Open Dental, Dentrix, and EagleSoft. But even if you don't have the integration, you, you actually will check the patient out in the dental menu software. And what's so cool about that is we're able to keep track of usage and profitability in the plans based off of how much revenue you collected, but then what was actually used. If you think about an insurance company, the revenue that they get is what? It's the premiums, Premium. right? Patients are paying mm -hmm. premiums. That's their revenue. What are their expenses? Their claims, right? The expenses for an insurance company are claims. Every time they have to pay out on a claim, that's an expense. So what do they do? They try to maximize premiums and then they mm -hmm. try to min minimize claims. Now we're mm -hmm. not trying to get claims minimized, but what you do want to track is how much revenue did you bring in for those preventive services? What was the usage and essentially <laughs> the payout to yourself so that you know if you're making or losing money and the software that we have keeps track of all that. So I can show you, hey, look, you know, here's how much money you brought in. Here's what the usage was. Here's how much you made on the bottom line, which translates into, of course, increased practice value as well. It's cash flow and, and you're able to get a multiple when you sell on that, but you're able to track all those, all that, all those data points. If, 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 a, if an office can successfully, cause it's kind of difficult to have this conversation with the patient, but not really. Um, we, you know, we talk, us dental people, we always talk about dental stuff like, yeah. all day long <laughs> and we know what the hell we're talking about, but you talk to a patient, they, they don't know how any of this works. They, no, they're just, they're just scared to death. If someone says out of network, they just go, running for the hills. They have no idea yeah. what that means. Yeah. And so I guess what I'm saying is, is be careful about that sales pitch, even though it's probably one of the best ones for membership. Yeah. If you can somehow communicate to a patient that 100% of what you put into this is what you get out. Yeah. However you say that. Yeah. You're going to put in $400 into this plan. You're going to get $400 worth of value. If well, you go with Delta, they're probably going to yeah. get $800 worth of value. I mean, it's probably well, double or triple when you look at your UCRs. 
Yeah. You know? I guess what I'm saying though, is if you sign up with XYZ insurance company, yeah, you're going to put eight, you know, whatever, $400 in, or, you might only get $200 of value back. So I mean, um, anyway, you no, know, do you know what? 40 cents of every dollar that goes into dental insurance stays with the insurance company. Oh my gosh. So, so could you not set up, if you're cutting out 40% of the overhead of an insurance company, certainly you could offer a pretty cool product where consumers and patients are paying you directly. Well, yeah, you should structure something. The other reason not to do it yourself. And I mean, you know, I just did a podcast the other day about does your membership plan suck? Frankly, the do-it-yourselfers are not great products. You know, there's the reason we're dental menu is if you went into a restaurant and there was no menu, there was nothing there, you know, it's like, hey, I think I want to get steak. Oh, uh, we don't offer that, you know. Yeah. Hey, what yeah. do you offer? Well, I don't know. Let me take a look and I'll tell you what we offer and I'll tell you how much it's going to cost, you know, and you're like, oh, that was unpleasant. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I, I like the ad, the way you can add on and have different packages and have an annual versus six month versus monthly yeah. with you guys. It's so flexible with you guys. I mean, there's a hundred, hundred ways you could set this up. That's unique yeah. to each office using your, your product. And those re the rewards are pretty dang cool. When you talk about retention and stuff, that's really unique as well. Mm -hmm. Offer a rewards reward program. program. They get, they get some rewards every time they get that cleaning so that down the road, treatment acceptance goes up. Those referrals go up. Imagine instead of always discounting, imagine like, Hey, Mike, tell you what, you've got $300 built up in rewards. If you want to get these veneers done, this full mouth $6,000 case, which has really high margins, we'll double your rewards towards that treatment. Instead of discounting it to close the deal, double the rewards. It's a lot more powerful. Totally. Totally. Okay. So uh, we're getting kind of towards the end, but one of the most important things that we should talk about in this, in this episode is how to utilize this program. We've been talking about it. It's, you just threw out a, a great little tidbit of how to, how to sell it or how to leverage a program like this. But I always talk about marketing. Um, and that's what yeah. we talked about last episode is like getting super creative with how you can leverage your membership plan yeah. in the community. I mean, the thing that I heard you say for the very beginning of the episode, which I didn't know, actually, 50% of people don't have dental insurance. That's, that's, an, that's nuts. Yeah. I heard another statistic um, that 44% of patients did not see their dentist in the last 12 months. Yeah. So that it's pretty that's, close, by the way, yeah. 50 and 44. It's pretty close. So yeah, most, most it, practices you talk to are what? 80, 90%. <laughs> It's yeah. driven. Yeah, there you go. So, so, why, so uh, why is that? I mean, why do you think I'm at just rhetorically, you know, why would, why would your practice month after month, year after year become more and more insurance driven versus all these patients that don't have dental insurance? Why Paul? When, yeah. I mean, you know, just when you stop and think about it, that's Pre-appointing someone with dental insurance is pretty easy because they've got a benefit. And so they pre-appoint getting them to use the benefits is a lot easier than convincing somebody that doesn't have any kind of benefit. So when you talk about marketing, it's all about attracting patients, getting them to schedule, getting them to accept treatment, getting them to back into recare and, and building your practice long-term. And so new patient calls within the first 60 seconds do you accept my insurance? And if the answer is yes, the, that call now is driven and 
buy insurance. What do you get? And all this stuff, they know what to do. Your front desk knows what to do. If patients don't have insurance, the first 60 seconds, what's going to come up? How much does it cost? Well, I don't know. Well, it depends. Like, well, let me see. I don't know. Well, it was $299. So then what, what, <laughs> <laughs> what starts and everybody else that's doing marketing does is I say, well, let's do a whole bunch of free exam x-rays. Let's do $99 new patient specials. Well, what happens when they come in? We just, I have a call that's super funny where a patient calls, hey, I'm new to the area. How, how much is an exam cleaning x-rays? Well, we got a new patient special. It's $99. And she's like, okay, doesn't schedule, hangs up. She calls back 60 seconds later and says, well, hey, how much is it after the new patient special? Like, you know, I mean, that's the patient you want. I'm looking for a long-term solution. What does it cost afterwards? It's like a like five-minute painful call where they're like, we don't know. And the patient's like, do I need, well, do I have to get x-rays every time? Do I have to get, it's just dumb. Instead of like, hey, we've got the perfect solution. We love patients without insurance. We can see you and take care of all your exams, x-rays, cleanings that are needed. It's 25 bucks a month. You can cancel if you ever want to cancel, but let's get you going and, and keep you healthy for the long to, long term. Like, okay. Any, anything that's going to flip the script and get people off of what their, their automatic is. And yeah. that is, is, is a tool or feather a cat in your cap that whatever you want to say that that is, that that's what you can use to flip the script a bit. So these yeah, patients absolutely. are program. I mean, we're consumers every single day. Yeah. We, we know exactly what to say that salespeople don't want to hear. Yeah, we we've been we've been practicing our whole entire lives. So, um, so that's a patient that knew exactly how to corner people, yeah. and who and and frankly, the person that just communicated the clearest was confident in what they were delivering and yeah. had something different. Won that patient for life. Yeah. And so we can get into front office caliber po folks that don't really know how to pick up the phone. And <laughs> we yeah. can talk about that in a different episode, but the dental menu, the software, the product, the, the service in itself changes the game so that your front office person, although may not be as skilled as you want them to be, at least they have an, you have an answer for them now that they yeah. can just use Yeah, that they can just use. So, um, Get them into Paul, your farm and your fence. Get 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 them in the fence. Hashtag yeah. fence. Um, yeah. Paul, closing. We just hit all my five points. Um, cl cl closing this bad boy down. I mean, I, I if I had a dental practice, I would have this. Um, I you know I I do get a lot of the monthly thing where uh, actually this is a great point to to end with. So do doctors aren't the best business people. Uh, I think they know that. I don't think I'm saying something that they don't know. Yeah. Um, some, it comes naturally to some, it doesn't. And I get a lot of docs that get really afraid of what that first six month relationship looks like Yeah. with the patient and the money and the yeah. overhead, especially a startup. Yeah. Uh, especially a startup in um, how do I make this pencil? If I'm going to give them a $35 a month, and the first month they come in, they're only getting charged 35. I've got overhead. I've got a new practice, I've got dental assistants and hygienists, and it's yeah. expensive. And so if I'm only going to collect 35 and what if they leave me next month? Like that's an issue. So um, walk us through the mentality of why this makes sense yeah. because it does folks. It does yeah. period. End of story. 
Yeah. But Paul, you're going to, you're probably going to be able to say it better than I can. So go for sure. it. I mean, so the, the first thing you can think about is, is utilizing some sort of an enrollment fee um, when they first sign up and they get all those services that day. So again, most offices, they'll do a $99 exam cleaning x-ray special or something along those lines. So if you have a, say a $50 enrollment fee, and then the first month's 25 or 29 bucks, well, now you're collecting 79 bucks, at least enough to offset some of your overhead and your hygiene time. Um, so I would, I would encourage you to charge probably, you know, in the neighborhood of 25 to $75 for an enrollment fee. It's still a great deal for the patient because it's like, Hey, you either spend $229 today for the exam clean x-rays, or you can join our membership. You only have to pay $75 today and you're set up for long-term care and you'll get another cleaning in six months and you'll get the rewards and all that. So that's one way to do it. The other thing is if you look at any business. So our business, we're a SaaS company. You look at any software, dentists are on tons of softwares and SaaSs and they're paying and everything. Why don't all these other businesses put up a barrier and say, well, I'm really worried that I'm going to get stiffed. It's because <laughs> it, it pencils out where if you take a hundred patients and, and five of them do that to you, but you went on 95 of them. Instead, what dentists tend to do is they put up a barrier for all hundred. Well, let's put up a barrier for all of our patients, even the ones that could be really good and make it really difficult to access care because we're, we're worried about these five that may stiff us. Well, my opinion is why don't you charge $2 more per month on your 95 and that'll more than cover your little bit. Everybody deals with theft and loss. And I mean, we have receivables. I I'll put in $5,000 worth of work. And I don't always get paid, but generally mm -hmm. speaking, I do. And that just has to be put into my, my pricing model. I've got to charge enough to account for losses, to account for employees that don't perform, to account for, you know, unexpected things that happen. You do the same thing yeah. with your business. So it's all about pricing and building and getting the right mentality. The membership plan's almost like a business within a business, but don't create barriers for all of your patients because of the few weirdos that uh, don't don't pay you, you know. Um, it, so I it, it it reminds me of the banking world. I, everybody knows that I left. Lenders every single year set aside millions of dollars, set aside in a in a in what they would call a, a fund, a, a loss fund of some yeah. sort, just expecting people to default. I mean, yeah. it's just it's just probability. It's numbers, yeah. and so. So that, that's what, that's what reminds me, but we're at, we're at about a 4% default rate. We call it the bonehead rate. Yeah. It's like 4%. 4% is nothing. 4% is nothing. I, uh, back to consulting and we always walk into practices and like, what's the problems. Let's talk about the problems. And then they give us all the problems. Once you really skinny down on the, that particular problem, it's like, how often does this happen? Well, it happened last week. When was the last time it happened? Six months ago. It's like, okay, that's not a major problem. Let's let's put in yeah. a solution that works for ninety percent of the time or eighty-five percent of the time. Yeah. And if fifteen percent of the time it doesn't work, it doesn't mean that the system's broke. It just means that we've got to handle fifteen percent of chaos. So yeah, you're a hundred percent right. You do what's best for the greater good. There's always going to be the boneheads, like you said. Yeah. So yeah, and don't um, let it don't let it jade you. And I, one of the things I respect Dennis a lot, and I think, I think when you and maybe I'm off, but I've talked to some Dennis. When you're doing something in someone's mouth, it's very personal. And so when they don't pay you, it feels 
I would think it feels very personal. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. hey, you know what, Mike, you suck. And I'm going to slap you across the face and then I'm going to stiff you for your time that you did, you know, right there. It does, it would, it does feel very personal. So Dennis, I've seen him where they make an emotional decision, even though the system isn't broken, but it, but it ticks you off. I mean, it is personal and you pour your, your lifeblood into something and people basically take advantage of you and spit on it. Like spit on it. you. Yes. <laughs> Literally. No, We're talking but, about Dennis. He's spit but on. don't, don't let that affect. You got to separate that emotion. Otherwise you're going to make decisions where you end up with a, a poor membership plan that your front desk loves. Cause she doesn't ever have to do anything and you've never been stiffed on it, but you have 15 members and you don't ever make money. It's like, well, that doesn't, it doesn't really help you long-term. You're still well, a caveman. <laughs> Ah, caveman, full circle. Well, Paul, listen, um, I, I've never been a, a long episode podcast guy, but we, yeah, got, we, got, we got going here and, and we had a great conversation. I, I think big picture, folks, um, you, you need a membership plan. Uh, established doctor, acquisition, startup, you, you do, because it, it gives your patients more options and, and this um, it's proven that more financial arrangement options the, the more successful you'll be and, and patients will do more dentistry. It's just, it's just facts. So there's probably no, no better uh, group than Dental Menu. So uh, look below. Um, we've got all of our links and stuff for Paul and, and Dental Menu below. And, and um, I encourage you to reach out to them directly. They've got uh, a lot of cool things that we didn't touch on with the portal and online stuff and how you can go into the wet, the practice management software and mine for opportunities and there's all kinds of cool stuff they're doing but uh just as a baseline here for today if you don't have a membership plan get on one and uh, and for pete's sakes don't try to to do it yourself um so that being said paul last minute comments before we sign off no i appreciate it yeah, thanks no thanks you guys you guys are great you guys are great partners so yeah thanks paul um okay. we'll catch up soon and uh i guess with that being said Make sure to check out season two's uh, Acquisition Uncensored. Uh, we're deep diving into acquisitions just like we did startups, and um, we're having fun on the other side of this. Uh, so check us out over there. All right, guys, take care. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another truth filled episode of Startup Uncensored.